Welcome to Analog Stick, a PlayStation 2 podcast, the podcast where every month we do a deep dive on one PS2 title. We cover the game's development history, discuss its legacy, as well as share our thoughts and opinions on the game through a modern lens. We release a new episode on the second of every month, so subscribe or follow if you want to stay <laughs> up to date with the show. Thank you. Um, please support the show by leaving a rating or review on whatever platform you like to listen on. Uh, you can find us on podcast platforms as Analog Stick as well as a video version of our podcast on our YouTube channel, Joystick. I'm your host, Clayton. Joined, as always, by Morgan, the podcaster. Morgan, how are you? I sneezed. I ruined your intro. Yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. I, I don't have to include it. These are recorded separately, but I will include it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be clear that our podcast is low budget, low quality we're authentic i think authentic. authentic is the word you want to use there not yeah yeah would you consider the general vibe on youtube to be authentic still because i feel like it's become quite corporatized almost like everyone's got like a very clean and slick sort of production going on yeah well i mean for some people yeah they do want to attract sponsors though so i can sort of i mean they have to put food on the table like everybody else mm -hmm. i don't know i'm mm -hmm. not going to fault them for that I do. I didn't want to jump into this immediately, but I was thinking about this the other day. I I kind of have like if whenever you're interested in a game, I don't know if you're gravitating to reviews or stuff like that, like an IGN or whatever, like a major review site. But I know a lot of people in the games space tend to have problems with those sort of like big publishers because they assume that there's some sort of like weird relationship of like getting early access and like wanting to say nice things about the game to continue getting early access and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the, there is like the whole meme of the IGN reviews. It's like, oh yeah, the game was terrible. It was a buggy mess. 10 out of 10 perfect score. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. The review skill sucks. I, I hate the review skill that we used. We're like, cause what is a seven? Like in your opinion, like if I tell, if this game got a seven, what does that mean to you? Uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, uh, generally fine. I don't know. Something I, I think seven, I think 70%. So I guess I think like a C. Is that a C or I hate that D? we use that. Yeah. I think it's a C. The American mm -hmm. grading scale for public school systems. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's that's kind of why I hate that. Like sort of the 10 point scale. I like the 10 point scale. Perfectly mm -hmm. fine. I don't like where we place the middle. We kind of place it around seven. Yeah. Which is like. I don't know. I feel like placing it directly in the middle where anything above a five is good. Anything below a five is some kind of bad. Like having it more clearly defined like that makes more sense in my head. Because right. like a game gets a seven. It's like, uh, I guess that's bad. I, I don't know. Like <laughs> mm, it's OK. <laughs> it's yeah, it's the, like the vibe I have. Yeah. Anyway, I I kind of am less hesitant to trust like a. I don't know. There's certain people that I go to for reviews and whenever I like find like a smaller ish, like independent reviewer who was like provided the game or whatever, I tend to be more skeptical of them just for the fact that they have no, they, like they are the whole business. Like mm -hmm. they, they are the ones in contact with the publishers and they're the ones like, or like not the publishers, but like, you know, whoever's setting them codes and stuff like that, like the marketing team or whoever there's just like less of a walled garden whereas like at these bigger sites i assume that it's like hey your task is to review this game like they don't know like the money side of it at all 
Right. And the same thing with like the stupid, uh, like affiliate links and stuff. I'm going on a real diatribe right now. Okay. (laughs) Um, like those affiliate links and stuff. I hate that because it's like, how are you like, if you can make money from saying something is good, like, I feel like that's a major conflict of interest. Yeah. And also, I mean, what this is kind of making me think about is sometimes I I will find a, a channel and watch like a retrospective on a game. And I know for a fact that the game is trash or the game is like oh, not yeah. great. And the retrospective makes it sound so much better. Like it, it, it's not even to benefit like an advertiser. It's like they're, they're weirdly against saying anything negative about a game. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. I, I I, that's never like the angle I've had with games. I've always kind of wanted to dissect them from a more like, not like exclusively critical point of view, but like I am definitely way more open to being critical than I think most people are. It's weird to talk about myself this much, but <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't feel the need. I don't like get offended when people don't like something that I like. What, sorry, while we're on that topic, how do you feel about I guess um, it's it's relevant. How do you feel about our second episode being about Jack and Daxter? And do you think we were too critical then or didn't make it sound positive enough? It's not that I think that I disagree with anything I said. It's more like I don't think we provided like a very balanced point of view. I think I was too focused on being critical and I kind of like downplayed some of the things I liked about it. Right. Like I didn't like get everything out that I should have said or that I actually thought. Right. And that's kind of the problem I have with that episode. Yeah. Well, and now which that, is our most viewed episode. <laughs> yeah. It, well, yeah. That's part of what sucks. Um, but now that we have, you know, like a perspective of like other games on the PS2, I I do want to like I guess clarify that we both think that Jack and Dexter is like an exceptional game, mm-hmm. um, and it deserves to be like one of the top, the the big three of the mascot platformers. You know what I mean? Oh um, yeah, yeah. I I was gonna say especially after playing Sly, like. It's not that I think Sly was bad, but I'm like, well, Jack and Dexter is pretty, pretty solid. It's like on mm-hmm. par with this, I think, in a lot of ways and better yeah. in some ways. Um, I would be totally down. Maybe maybe not soon. <gasps> I'd be down to, to re-record that episode. Because you can you can straight up replace the audio file on podcast services. Oh, I don't want to gaslight everybody. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either, I guess. Okay. I'd want to replace it or something. Or not replace it, but like just put out a new version or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm also worried. Again, we're getting into weird technical stuff. I'm worried that on Spotify, the default viewing order is chronological instead of like release, like newest. Oh, really? Um, so people may be seeing our first, our oldest episodes first, which uh, I do not want. No, not <laughs> necessarily. I, really don't want. I don't know how people find the podcast, if it's through like search terms or what. But. Tell, tell our email. Yeah, tell you found us. <laughs> we're curious. Let's get into that. Um, we're going to, this may be preemptive. We have a fairly small listener base, but I'm going to start just collecting any listener mail. You can email us at analogstickmail at gmail. No spaces. Uh, it'll be in like the link, probably like the first link after the description for every episode going forward. It can be about whatever. I don't know. It could be about the game. Maybe you're like, Sonic is great. Never disgrace Sonic again or something like that. Or, or your favorite childhood memory with the game, if you played favorite it back then. Memories. Yeah. Or a question. We'd like to just kind of gather these over some amount of time and maybe do like a bonus episode, just kind of responding to listener mail. I think that'd be fun. Or st- I don't know. I don't know exactly how we're going to do it, but right now I'm just collecting it. So if you got any questions, any responses, any anecdotes, 
any knock-knock jokes, please email us at analogstickmail at gmail.com. Yeah, so now that we asked everyone to email us, let's go ahead and get everyone pissed at us. Yeah, okay. Now that we've given people an outlet to speak right? to us, yeah. let's uh, let's give them something to speak about. Um, so if you're tuning into this episode because you are a Sonic fan, diehard Sonic fan, um, bear in mind that Morgan and I are not necessarily credibly like on board with the Blue Hedgehog in every respect. There's a lot of things we like about him, a lot of things we don't like about him. We're not like part of the Sonic fandom by any stretch of the imagination. So we may sound a little negative. Uh, please spare us from your wrath. <laughs> um, but our opening topic is uh, why is Sonic so popular? Because from my perspective, Sonic has always been kind of trash. Not like entirely, but like recently. Like there's been a lot of very bad Sonic Forces uh, I think there was some other game between Sonic Forces and Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers seems pretty rough. Basically, every Sonic release going into 3D has had some, I think, major rough spots, rough patches. There's been some upsides. Sonic Mania, Sonic Generations. I know people like Sonic Colors. But for the most part, the series seems to be like, I don't know, hard to approach. Morgan, what about you? Hmm. Uh, I know this will kind of like bleed into our introduction of, of Sonic Heroes. Um, but so as a, as a child, I was drawn to Sonic for, you know, the fun characters, the colorfulness, the designs. Mm -hmm. He just seemed so gosh darn cool. He did. And, and there's a part of me, I think, that's still drawn to the franchise for that same reason. And also... I know we just talked about pissing off the Sonic community, but there's something that's so, like, their love for Sonic and all things Sonic is so genuine and, like, Disturbing. earnest. Oh, yeah. Hey, genuine and earnest <laughs> that I am kind of, like, drawn to. Like, you guys love this blue hedgehog, and I'm like, well, I want to love them too. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I, I agree that, that the games um, have been rough. So I um, – do you remember those little um, book order forms – that we used to get in yes. like elementary school. Okay. So I had one of those and the Sonic Mega Collection was on sale through the book order for $20. So the video game for the PS2 was yes. being sold through the... Yes. This was like through the school? I, yes. I do not remember ever Scholastic. seeing a video game in there. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh yeah. There was like, yeah, there was a, a page for like $20 PS2 games um, towards like the back of the booklet um but so i somehow persuaded my parents to to buy me a game through the book order maybe um, they thought it was a book i don't know yeah maybe <laughs> uh but yeah so i had that which which is like a compilation of 2d sonic games so that was how yes. i was introduced to the series but i was like a dumb kid and i was too bad at it to ever beat it so like sonic yeah. has always been kind of like frustratingly hard to me too too difficult to beat any of the games but yeah, anyway, so why why is Sonic so popular? I think it I think it really has to do with like the the whole aesthetic and everything. Cause I don't think it's hundred percent the games. <laughs> oh yeah. I think it's actually maybe zero percent the games. I think that the entire Sonic fandom probably comes down to the the characters. Like the, this kind of like wide cast of cool, edgy, like very like visually appealing characters. I think that's where it has to come from. Like as a kid, I also have like some similar uh, history with Sonic to you as like some of the comics. I had that mega collection, which I'm fairly certain every PS2 had 
Like I, that seems like a very common game for some reason. Mm-hmm. But like I, ne- I never remember being like, I love these games. Like these games are so fun because they just were kind of like rough around the edges, mediocre platformers. But at the same time, I was really down for Sonic as a character. And like, I don't know if it has something to do with this design. I mentioned this later in the episode, but and I just kind of want to jump to it now, though. Mm-hmm. But there's like a Mickey Mouse thing going on with Sonic, right? Yeah. So I did read. I don't remember where I read this, but it, it stood out in my brain. And there's like just, you know, um, someone who worked on Sonic's design. I don't remember if it was like his actual creator or an artist or something said that his his design was very intentional to he was created to look like a popular character to sort of look like um some something you were sure you'd seen somewhere before so that he kind of like stuck in your head um Mm. i think they did a good job (laughs) Um, no i think they did too and there's like i don't know like to me there's a lot of similarities to i don't know like it's so simplistic in -hmm. the same way that like mickey mouse is kind of simplistic yeah. Uh, big shoes, big hands, sideways mouth that kind of just points points towards the camera and stuff like that. The little nose um, that sticks out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even like his eyes kind of have the same silhouette as like Mickey Mouse's like upper head section or whatever. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And like the proportions of like head to body and stuff seems very similar. I think that Pokemon's always been visually appealing to me too. And I think that Sonic kind of has a similar thing going where it's like, like the cast of Sonic, it's like a bunch of various like animal, you know, spins on animals, cool spins on animals. Yeah. Kind of like Pokemon. I don't know. Kind of a side tangent, but how familiar are you with the Sega consoles? I I know the names of them. I think there's the Genesis, the Saturn, and the Dreamcast. Or the, was that all three of them? Genesis, Saturn, Dreamcast. There is a Master System as well before oh. the Genesis. Okay. Um, I believe <laughs> I never, I never owned any of those though. So the, um, like some of the, some of the other, like, uh, good, more popular Sonic games, like Sonic Adventure, was that, were the adventure games on one of the Sega consoles or was it on GameCube? Sonic Adventure was a Dreamcast. Okay. Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 were Dreamcast games. Okay. Adventure 2, I believe was ported only to the GameCube, um, as well as like PC and okay. stuff, I think later. Gotcha. So also, I guess when, when we're talking about like, oh yeah, Sonic gameplay isn't good, you do have to keep in mind that the gameplay that we've touched hasn't been good. <laughs> um, yeah. Because we haven't gotten I, I to play just, the more popular ones. Yeah, we'll get into our history with, you know, the different Sonic games in a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to hear what you have to say about the comics. Oh, right. So basically, I think the comics started in the mid to late 90s. I don't have an exact year. Um, And they were meant to follow an animated show that was running at the time. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of like a multimedia sort of thing happening with it too. I kind yeah. of forgot about the show. Yeah, it was it was interesting because the show, at least I'm I'm like 90% sure the show had characters in it that never made an appearance in the games. And another mm. interesting thing about it is the comics continued on for like years and years after the show ended. I think the Archie mm-hmm. the Archie series of comics uh, which was the the series that started in the 90s. I think it was running until 2013 to 2016, somewhere in there. Um, that sounds right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then from there, uh, there's still a Sonic comic. It's just not the Archie series anymore. And there, there's a lot of interesting drama 
uh, to do with the Sonic comics because of how they kind of stopped tying in with the games. They had their own thing going on. In the Sonic comics, Eggman was murdered. Like, Eggman what? died. And, like, Eggman was died. dead, dead. Like, he never came back. They awesome. never... Yeah, they killed him off. And they were like, yeah, he's gone. And Sega and, like, whoever else was, like, involved with the Sonic, you know, media franchise just kind of was like, okay. And they just, like, ignored it, I guess, because th- maybe they expected them to bring Eggman back at some point. But I don't know. I guess they were just kind of chill with it. There's another figure who was heavily involved with the Sonic comics. And if you are, like, deep in the Sonic community, so- the Sonic fandom, you're probably going to, like, shudder or roll your eyes or sigh with frustration when I mention this name. And I'm sorry, I'll keep it short. There's a guy named Ken Penders who was an artist and I think a writer for the comics. Um, And the reason why he's kind of a standout guy is because he sort of hijacked the plot of the comics and made it into... He was basically using Sonic to tell a story that he wanted to tell and like not Sonic stuff anymore. So it got Mm. really weird he had this whole, he, I think he had like some spinoff things going on where like uh, Knuckles the Echidna had like a, a Jesus savior arc thing where it was literally like a parallel to like Jesus's whole thing, like sacrifice and it was really weird. Okay, um, so I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but mm-hmm. like what time period was that like of the comics? Uh, so the comics in the 90s kept it pretty chill. Um, where it started to go off the rails, I think I could honestly tell you by the covers because the art style also started to change. And Ken Pender's art is not very good. Uh, <laughs> and you can like kind of mm. tell. Um, do you remember those screenshots I was posting in the Discord the other day? Yes. Yeah, that was his That's artwork. him. Okay. Yeah, him. Yeah. He... Um, there was also a thing where he, uh, who was it? Archie did not um, have a properly worded or uh, properly uh, signed contract with Ken um, to retain the rights to the characters that he created while making the comic. And so he retained the rights to like a ton of side characters. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Which I mean... It's compl- it's a complicated issue because like on the one hand, it is a really shitty industry thing where creators don't get to retain the rights to the things they create, especially if they, you know, part ways with the the publisher or whatever. Um, which which sucks. But also the things that he's doing with those side characters now are all it's also kind of questionable. Not, you know, from a legal standpoint, just I I don't know. Uh, anyway. So is he running like a parallel comic with those characters? He's trying to start his own comic series, but but he's had to make some changes to them to make them legally distinct enough so that they're not Sonic characters anymore. Because, I mean, they Sega still retains the rights to all things Sonic. So they can't be Sonic characters anymore. They, he's made them into like an alien race instead of echidnas because most of them were echidnas that were Knuckles' like family members and stuff. Mm. Um, anyway, so he has that whole thing going on. But yeah, as as for like where the Sonic comic started to go off the rails, I don't really know an issue number. I just know it was decently into the running mm-hmm. of them. I was curious because uh, the Sonic comics that I was familiar with was the Sonic X series. And not familiar with. I just had like a couple mm-hmm. issues of as a kid. 
I think I think those were normal, quote unquote. Yeah, they, <laughs> they seemed relatively normal. There is an Internet Archive page with the entire. Well, I don't know if it's the entire, but uh, quite a few. I almost said conic sonic books, but <laughs> sonic comic books. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Sorry. I just want to go see if I can find. I'm going to open up the open link. I'm looking at a couple that I like definitely remember the covers of as a kid. I think around the 50 mark. I remember the art style looking weird there. Yeah. If you look at Sonic the Hedgehog 50. Sonic the Hedgehog 50. Okay. It looks kind of janky. <laughs> mm, yeah, that does look that does look a little bit avant-garde. Yeah. Um, and so I think at this point, at least by this point, I don't know how long it was getting funky up until this point, but So around Sonic the Hedgehog issue 50, at least. At least, yeah. Yeah, this looks like off-brand Sonic almost. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the art style kind of evolved. I think it gets back on track at some point later. I don't I don't know when though. Um This kind of feels like what would happen to Sonic if like enough time had passed and he had like entered public domain or something like that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do know what you mean. I think also 100 was, things were still looking kind of funky. Yeah, okay. 100 looks bad. If you look at issue 100. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like when you, so when you open up the first page and you see like the official Sonic artwork, well, not that this is not official. Right, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you you see like the, the on model version of Sonic compared to mm -hmm. the cover version. It's like, what did you do to him? <laughs> There's a couple sections where like the, I don't know what it is like this, because his eyes are just kind of connected in, in the official artwork and, yes. and everything like that. There's a couple scenes where in just in this issue where his like divider, his little brow line, uh -huh. or whatever it is, is just way up. And he looks like a car from Cars or something. Like a, just like little a giant cyclops windshield. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Looks You're stupid. exactly right. Yeah, it doesn't, you have to be. That's the thing. Yeah. If you're going to have like a comic series, you got to keep it on model because it can get oh, kind of, which I'm sure they were under all kinds of like strict deadlines. So like I can't entirely fault, you know, things being rushed. I don't know what some the comic the, industry is like, so I can't really say. Some of these echidnas are giving me like Ugandan knuckles vibes. <laughs> Just how dopey <laughs> those, they would those be looking. Are, those are probably Ken's original characters. Um, If you look yeah. at page 20, of 31 you can see green knuckles which was some thing that he was pretty insistent about just inserting in the, the comics as much as possible i think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's a little strange it is a little strange <laughs> anyway all right that's enough that's enough visual <laughs> discussion right. for our auditory podcast yeah um but yeah the the comics are just like an interesting avenue for the sonic fit i honestly maybe better Maybe better than video games. The video games seem to be struggling. Maybe Sonic comics are where it's at. I don't know. Well, also like with a with the comics, you know, you you sort of have, I guess, more freedom to delve into like side characters than you would have in the video game because like you can't mm -hmm. you can't sell a Sonic game and it's like play a Sonic for two minutes and then everybody else for like a total of two minutes. Mm -hmm. Like that's not it's not fun. Back to our um our email. If you like Sonic, please tell us why. At analogstickmail at gmail.com. Or if you I would have, love to know. If you have like a favorite comic issue or like your favorite game. And why. And just, why. Just give me an explanation. Do you like to play Sonic games or do you like Sonic as a character? Just 
cast like the franchise some like story thing i don't know i want to glimpse into your psyche <laughs> anyway is that all oh wait yes. wait the pokemon analogy like i feel like and you mentioned this too mm-hmm. i brought it up as well um just separately in our notes that sonic and pokemon are becoming very similar in the sort of like very like a dedicated fan base mm-hmm putting up with very mediocre releases right we are both very much pokemon fans yes um and we've been putting up with some very mediocre releases for the past past few years yeah for many years which is nothing point. nothing compared to what sonic fans have been putting up with <laughs> yeah they've been putting up with some stuff they've been putting up some stuff some insider trading they've been putting up with a lot of yeah crimes right Little crimes happening <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so so to your point i think what i brought up and, and was comparing sonic to pokemon for is it's like you have this ip that at its core is like very good it's very good ideas you have a lot of good stuff going on and you got a ton of dedicated fans and you have a ton of dedicated fans and you keep putting out games that that objectively i'm not saying subjectively if you like the games that's fine if you like are able to enjoy that like all the power to you i don't that does not bother me in the slightest but objectively the games are not keeping pace with other things on the market as yeah. they they should be you know like you you want the creators to be able to put out like a good and objectively good product and it's not happening <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and it's so sad too because like i don't know what's the problem like is it the development team is it some sort of like publisher like some sort of like a uh, tight like deadline or like um development like window or whatever i don't know i remember the hype cycle for sonic frontiers being very confusing i remember seeing a lot of people very excited for it and i'm like you guys are excited for a sonic game like you guys wait you guys think the sonic game is gonna be good like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it's Um, very confusing to me I, I will say that I think the general consensus is, and I've watched I've watched a playthrough of Sonic Frontiers, and I honestly, I think it was, you know, compared to everything else I've seen, I think it was pretty good. And I think that's yeah. sort of like where, where the state of things is. It's like, okay, thank God, at least this was like a step in the right direction. The game, for the most part, functions. It's for the most part fun. Okay. Like this is this this is like a, a good we're we're doing something here that's not complete completely on fire <laughs> yeah honestly like i i don't know i i think it'd be we'll get into it we'll get into what we want sonic to be later i won't force that conversation on this now but yeah i think that's all i have to say for this this particular opening topic do you have anything else you want to add before we no except i don't think we even answered the question which is fine it doesn't why is sonic so popular question mark he's just a cool guy I think he's just a cool guy. I think, I think he's that's just it. a cool guy, yeah. I think it comes down to the character himself. Yeah. Like, and maybe maybe the supporting cast as well. There's just like a lot of fun things to do. Maybe people like creating their own. Maybe it's a little bit of autism. Oh, All right, let's move on. Sonic OCs are like a big thing. Anyway. Oh, sorry. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm positive. That's a thing. Morgan, hmm. this is 100% going to be a very outdated thing to, for people to be doing by the time this episode releases in june may june i'm losing the plot we're recording these way ahead of time yeah um but i had chat gpt generate a conversation between me and you talking about sonic heroes and i thought it was very funny so i'm gonna have us recite it okay do you want me to start (laughs) oh yeah go ahead 
Welcome back to our podcast, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the most iconic Sonic games from the PS2 era, Sonic Heroes. Absolutely. Sonic Heroes was a game that really took Sonic, the Sonic franchise, in a new direction. Uh, What did you think of it, Morgan? Well, I have to say, I was pretty excited about it when it came out. The idea of playing as different teams of characters and switching between them on the fly was really cool. Yeah, it was definitely a departure from the usual Sonic formula, and I have to say I really enjoyed the different team dynamics. Each team had its own strengths and weaknesses, and it was fun to experiment with different combinations. That's not a thing you can do. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And the game had some really great levels, too. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) the Casino Park level... Oh, was one of my favorites with all the neon lights and pinball style gameplay. That's nobody's. Everybody hates that one. (laughs) Sorry. Breaking character for a second. What the fuck, ChatGPT? No. Yeah. Like what review said that the pinball (laughs) style gameplay of the casino park level was the best thing? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. uh, Oh, yeah. That level was a blast. And the music in Sonic Heroes is also really memorable. I can still hum the theme song to this day. Hum it then. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Crush 40 did an amazing job with the soundtrack. And let's not forget the boss battles. Those were some of the most challenging and exciting moments in the game. Like at the time when I just mashed square as knuckles. It was (laughs) totally fun. Oh my God. Yeah, the boss fights in this game were just like homing attack as Sonic. Just like pew, pew. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. What was it? Yeah. The final boss in particular was really epic. And I also really appreciated the fact that the game had a good amount of replay value. Yes. The game is replay value. That is what the game is. (laughs) Anyway, um, there were a lot of collectibles to find and a lot of different endings. You could also unlock different endings depending on which team you played as. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's true. That, that is a true statement. Although I have to say, the game did have its flaws. I'm sorry. The camera could be pretty wonky at times, and the controls weren't always as responsive as they could have been. Mm, yeah, you know what? Those a- are definitely fair criticisms. But overall, I think Sonic Heroes was a really great game and a worthy addition to the Sonic franchise. Agreed. And it's amazing to think that it's almost been 20 years since it came out. Time really flies, doesn't it? It sure does. Death approaches. Anyway, (laughs) that's all that we have time for today on the PS2 podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Okay, that ends the chat GPT discussion. And it did all of our work for us. It did all of our work for us. Did you see that? Did you see how accurate that information was? How Mm -hmm. not robotic that sounded? Anyway. uh, Yeah, I mean, if we can get like an AI, like uh, if we can like train an AI on our voices and just have AI produce this podcast for us, that would be... Well, and I'd be ideal for everybody. I think everyone would enjoy that. We wouldn't have to post once a month like we do now. Yeah. Why would you want <laughs> to listen post to every day? Why would you want to listen to other human beings when you can talk to an algorithm? Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, an algorithm that is a collection of all human beings' thoughts, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how this is working. I think it was interesting how in-depth it got. Like, which is it was wrong. interesting. It was wrong. But it tried. It was wrong. <laughs> it, like, but it was like, oh, we're talking about like some specific mechanics sometimes in an incorrect way specific levels the theme song it's like it was kind of coherent yeah like i don't know interesting so yeah we're gonna be uh rolling this out for the next few episodes just you know every episode is now going to be ai generated <laughs> um it's been it's been fun 
it's been a fun ride, but this is me signing off. Yeah, if you email us, the AI is going to answer, just so you know. Yeah, we're going to get an AI bot to respond to all <laughs> emails. Um, so, yeah. All right. Let's get into some uh, some background information before we dive deeper into Sonic Heroes. So, Sonic Heroes serves as a sequel to Sonic Adventure 2, though it ditches many of the gameplay and storytelling conventions, opting for a more simplified plot, at least on the surface, uh, as well as a team-based gameplay system. Sonic Heroes released on December 30th, 2003 for the PlayStation 2 and was received fairly well or mildly by critics at the time, uh, especially the PlayStation 2 version currently sitting at a 64 on Metacritic. Um, it was, I think, widely received the worst. I think every version did better. So uh, we played the worst version. You win some, you lose some. I did hear that the PS2 version was the buggiest. Yeah. Um, I think it also ran the worst chug the most I don't know. ps2 is like underpowered but sometimes uh, it was the widest install base and stuff so sometimes games were developed or optimized for it well i don't know anyway the sonic franchise has been chugging along for uh the past few years continuing to this day uh and as an outsider to the franchise the series has appeared to be on a very slow downward spiral for a very long time there seems to be occasional bright spots like i mentioned earlier Sonic Mania generations and colors. Yeah, so so while like doing research for this episode, I did watch a video essay. I think you linked this to me, Clayton, actually. Um, yes. From a, a YouTuber called Jay's Reviews, where he basically mm -hmm. tried to take all of the Sonic games and string them together into a coherent timeline. Mm -hmm. um, and sort of like the gist that I was getting um, from some of what he was saying about some of the games is that... Uh, Sega has routinely abused this franchise for like a quick cash grab or or Sega was yeah. routinely having like management issues where it's like, oh, hey, we put out a Sonic game on this console that we literally just like stopped. We stopped producing the console. So it's like you're kind of setting up the game to fail if you're not even selling the console. I don't know. It was it was weird. Um, was that yeah. in reference to Sonic Adventure 2? I, I, I think so. I think, Yeah. That might have been the right one. And I think Sonic 2, I think Sonic Adventure had a decent, is it Adventure or Adventures? So there's Sonic, Adve yeah, Sonic Adventure. Okay. So I think Sonic Adventure had a decent um, um, development cycle schedule. Like, I don't think it, it was like too rushed as far as I could tell, but uh, Sonic Adventure 2 was rushed, which sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, like, just, just give, just give them time. They mm -hmm. just need time. Honestly, like, uh, I didn't look too far into, like, the other Sonic games. Uh, just that, you know, like, overall story, which was which was quite the three-hour trip to be on, or however long it was. Yeah. Um, but Sonic Adventure, that, you know, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, and to an extent Heroes, um, seems to be, like, 3D Sonic at, like, sort of, like, a high point, at least, with, like, some sort of, like, overarching story that kind of you know, focuses on like a handful of the different Sonic characters. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of disappointing to see them like walk away from that whole, I don't know, style of game. Yeah. So um, that being said with, you know, the the Sonic franchise having, you know, a ton of like ups and downs and, and some bright spots, um, I did watch, so, so the playthrough of Sonic Frontiers that I watched was from a YouTuber or streamer um, called Snapcube. Um, and so she played Sonic Frontiers for the first time and she's a long time Sonic fan, like loves the adventure games. Um, and she absolutely loved Frontiers. So it was just like really good to see 
a longtime Sonic fan not be completely let down by the newest release. Um, yeah. And while watching it, um, you know, I thought I thought overall, like I said, it was like a pretty decent game. There were some some things that felt sort of like quirky um, or underdeveloped or rushed. Like I think there was like sort of some like pop in as like you're running around the open world and yeah, um, it, it's sort of not. I mean, when you have like an open world, you want the environment to feel immersive. I thought it was kind of odd that like a lot of the platforming stuff was that you just have like grind rails like floating in midair and they're just like there. And it's like that is like, yeah, you know, just just like some like level design stuff like that. But I think, you know, like I said, it was a step in the right direction. It's it's an mm. acceptable game. <laughs> I'd be curious to know, like, do you fans of the sonic franchise want to play as sonic exclusively like i don't know because i feel like from my perspective i like the idea of like a game that focuses on a variety of the sonic characters kind of like adventure and heroes and stuff like that mm -hmm. and i feel like sonic is particularly difficult to design a game around yeah as a platformer like is does sonic make sense as a platformer like with like a speed focused i don't know i don't know do you want to say that sure. for the end because that is yeah we'll, so we'll okay. get into that okay later. but so to wrap up the background information <laughs> this is just worth adding on here uh yuji naka the the like godfather of sonic or whatever um was in 2012 november of 2012 20, 2022 uh, 2022 <laughs> 2012 sorry struggle with number thank god you're here i would have <laughs> people would have i don't know they would have had wrong information okay. that's what happened um yeah he was uh, arrested for insider trading so this was to do with a game called dragon quest tact not tactic just tact um dragon quest tact and he uh, bought a bunch of shares in the developer uh, before their game was announced to the public. So got uh, got caught with insider trading for that one. Oops. Yeah, oops. <laughs> That's what he said. That was his defense in court. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So hate to see it. Also developed Balan Wonderland or whatever. I don't know if you've heard of Balan Wonderworld. No. Faint, uh, like outstandingly bad. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. one of the worst games I think I've ever seen. You should look into Balan Wonderworld or Wonderland or whatever it is. It's hilarious. I think its whole thing is that it is you. He tried to make it so you could play it with one button. Oh, there's like musical numbers and stuff. Okay, kind of looks like Sonic to an extent. I don't know. It's it's messed up. <laughs> uh, anyway, you probably should go to jail for that instead of the insider trading. I think <laughs> this is that's a worse offense. Sure. All right, let's get into. Uh, the time we spent with the game. So we already kind of touched on our history with the franchise a little bit, but just to kind of reiterate, um, my history with the Sonic franchise is, and Sonic Heroes specifically, is I rented Sonic Heroes a few times from Blockbuster or Family Video. Can't remember which. It was a frequent-ish rental for me. Ooh, I remember. I still have, so I sold all my PS2 stuff, unfortunately. I didn't sell it. My mom sold it. Oh. Curse you. Um, <laughs> but... I still have my memory card as well as Tiger Woods Golf 2002. That that was the thing she didn't sell? Yeah, we didn't sell. I, I think it actually just didn't sell. It had like a garage <laughs> sale sticker on it, but like it never sold. So okay. I had, I have that and a memory card. 
That's the only thing left in my childhood. That's all she left you. Die 1,000 <laughs> deaths. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I should pull up my um, that old memory card to see like where I was in the game. Because I think that it would be on there. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Um, so I rented Sonic Heroes a few times. I had no real memory of it. Like I remember that game fondly. Just for some reason. <laughs> and then I went back into it. I'm like, oh... Yeah, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> um, also, Shadow the Hedgehog. I did own that game. It was a birthday gift, I remember. Ooh. I got it when we were at the arcade, our local arcade in our mall. So that was fun. He said, damn, and I didn't feel like I was supposed to be playing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think that might be, that may be the Sonic game that I've like played the most. Shadow the Hedgehog? Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. That is hilarious. Okay. That's a little strange. Um, but yeah, I also had the mega collection, like we mentioned earlier, Uh um, played a couple of the spinoff games like, uh, Sonic Riders and Olympic games on the Wii and stuff. If that counts as a Sonic spinoff game, it's got Sonic in it, I guess. And, uh, dabbled in the Sonic comics. Also would occasionally draw Sonic in my sketchbook. So I was a pretty awesome kid. I'm sure every kid did that. If you, if you didn't do that, you're weird. (laughs) Yeah. Pokemon and Sonic for some reason. I should dig up my old sketchbook and show it to you. <laughs> yes. I think I still have some of my childhood art that's very mm. bad. I definitely, I have like a plastic tote full of like high school sketches. Oh God. Oh man. They're, it's embarrassing. That may be like incriminating evidence. Yeah. It sure is. There's so much. <laughs> Clayton, there are so many drawings of Loki. Yeah. There's so I many. <laughs> I was there. I Yeah. Yeah. You were. <laughs> Okay. I was there for that phase. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so so as far as my experience with the Sonic franchise, I already touched on the Scholastic book order of the Mega Collection. Um, mm-hmm. I think after that, my next game was Sonic Unleashed, and I had it for the PS3. Um, oh, the werewolf one. Yeah. So that had the I gimmick mean, of like, yeah. So that had the gimmick of like daytime Sonic was like normal Sonic gameplay where it's like go fast. And then... Um, Nighttime Sonic, he would turn into the Werehog, uh, and that was sort of just like button mashing, sort of platforming stuff yeah. like that. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't my favorite game on the PS3, but I don't know. I, I liked it better than the Mega Collection. Yeah. The Mega Collection's hard to appreciate as a kid. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, and then I also had, I think I had The Legend of the Black Knight. Is that one of them? Oh, and I, yeah, yeah. I had that one and Secret of the Rings on the Wii, and they are both mm-hmm. very bad. Oh, I had Secret of the Rings too. It was very bad. I, didn't it have like a Mario Party aspect to it? I don't remember that. I swear. I didn't have did. any friends to play with, so yeah. I would have never played it. But Yeah, that may not be true, but I do. I did have Secret of the Rings. All right. All right. So in preparation for this episode, um, what all did you doing the game <laughs> i didn't get very far <laughs> i got to the um the part where like amy is like i found you sonic and now you have to marry me and then they just beat the shit out of me and i was like what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck they murdered everybody i was just tails and all i could do was barf up rings all i could do was just fling rings and i'm like why why i couldn't and i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't do it i couldn't take it anymore so yeah, you you noped out pretty quick. I did. I, I like rage quit this game. 
every time I played it. Yeah, well, that's why I quit. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, we'll get into this, but like almost no deaths felt like they were my fault. Yes. It was always me getting pinged off into Timbuktu <laughs> by some weird gameplay mechanic or something and just like restarting the level over again or like lose or like uh, losing all my lives and going back to the beginning yeah there was a lot of rage quits so i didn't i didn't finish team sonics i made it all the way through to the level right before the final boss and in the very very the absolute last section like i looked it up i'm like i'm dying on this last like stupid ray beam that's hitting me. I like wiped on that very specific obstacle three times. Oh gosh. And this is like a 10 minute level. And I just, I couldn't do it. Like I spent all my lives three times on that level. Uh. <laughs> and I'm just like, I tried to do it like one more time right before the podcast started. Cause I'm like, I want to finish the game so I can say I finished it. But yeah, I didn't. So, well, and I even, basically finished the game up to the final boss for Sonic. Right. Well, even then, you technically didn't finish the game because no, to that's get true. the I true ending, the game. you have to. That's true because yeah. you have to play the game four times in slightly different ways to finish the game. Right. Also, I don't know if you if you knew like the the differences between the the playthroughs, at least as far as like gameplay is concerned. Sonic is considered like normal mode. Right. Team Dark is like hard mode. Team Rose is like baby easy mode. Yes. Like like almost like pointless to play it so easy. And then Team Chaotix, I don't actually know. Is that like a I heard it described as mission mode, but I don't really know yeah. what he meant by that. So there is like objectives for each level. And I think they change yeah, depending okay. on the level. Okay. So it's it'll be like defeat all the enemies, um, like collect all these things or activate all these torches and stuff like that so okay. i think people hate that one <laughs> because like it's like you miss an enemy and it's like where the hell is this enemy <laughs> this giant level yeah uh because it's not like super linear there are like sprawling paths and stuff so tracking down like one thing you missed is maybe pretty difficult um without a guide or something but yeah i only dabbled in the other modes it's like you have easy medium and hard with sonic Amy and Shadow's teams. And it's a little strange to be like, first of all, Sonic is first in the lineup. I feel like everyone's playing Sonic first. Mm -hmm. It's not like really presented to you that you should play Amy first. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's weird. Like, it's like saying beat the game on easy, medium and hard to get the ending. Right. Very strange. It is strange. And it's like a little, I, I think it would make more sense if it was like, more like Team Chaotix, where it's like there's different things to do, mm -hmm. or the levels are like taking place in the same like zone, same theme, but are like actually different layouts and stuff, like significantly different layouts. I think that would have made more sense. Anyway, we're just talking about how we prepared for the episode. We don't need to get too deep into it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I dipped my toes into the other three campaigns, and then I watched what I missed, cutscene wise, as well as like the final true ending and stuff like that so just to get up to speed all right got some very 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 important questions team sonic team shadow or team dark as i am now being told it is pronounced um <laughs> team rose or team chaotix morgan uh, which one 
are you rolling with? As far as like everyone's intro cutscenes go, Team Darks was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I just found it to be the most interesting. Of course, I would like the edgiest group, though. Yes, this is well well established, I think, on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I would also probably go with Team Shadow. I, that's probably what I went with as a kid, too. I'm like, oh, it's got the cool characters. I think that personality-wise, or like just characterization-wise, I think that I, I do like Team Dark still, though. Because I really yeah. like Omega. I really like Shadow. I like Rouge. Rouge is, yeah. she kind of has like an attitude going on that's kind of fun. It's interesting. Yeah. I, um, but I think I like Team Chaotix more as like a group. They seem kind of funny to me. Yeah. I don't know. And I like SBO a lot. He's, he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan, 2D Sonic or 3D Sonic? It's such a hard question because I've had bad experiences with both. <laughs> yeah um either way the the level designs that i've experienced have been so confusing because both both of them have like branching paths and you don't know if they're gonna if the paths are gonna reunite you don't know if they're just like totally different i don't know it's it's navigating a sonic level has always caused me stress um (laughs) regardless of like yeah 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 um, Sonic kind of feels like it's made for mastery of yeah. the individual levels. And I'm not willing to master it. That's yeah. my problem. Um, mm-hmm. I think I had the most fun um, playing the daylight Sonic levels in Sonic Unleashed. So I'm going to say 3D for that reason. Mm. I feel like the potential of a 3D Sonic is very high. I don't know if it's ever been fully achieved, though, based off what I've seen of the other Sonic games. I think that I would have to go with 2D Sonic, even though I'm not particularly gifted at 2D Sonic. <laughs> yeah. um, I just kind of, I don't know. It seems like a more polished experience on the 2D front. So I'm going to go with 2D Sonic. All right. Question number three, Morgan. What is your favorite Sonic character? Shadow, of course, of course. was the first one that came to mind. Um <laughs> His design is just so, he's just so fucking cool. He's just so yeah. cool. With his, Are we talking like Shadow like from Adventure and stuff or like Shadow in Shadow the Hedgehog where he's got guns and kills people? Oh, both. I'm both. down for whatever. Both. <laughs> I, I like I like that his spikes like kind of curl up. I like that he's that he's red and black and white. Mm-hmm. I just it's just so cool. Um, Do you like that he doesn't know who he is? Yeah, sure. He's got that that sad emo boy aura about him he's like who am i that i am drawn to um (laughs) like i can change him he has you haven't you haven't watched no not like that (laughs) sorry you (laughs) haven't watched naruto if i could make you watch something i would make you watch the first two seasons of naruto um because i think you would have a slightly fun time you would have an okay time i think i'm like Um, down for it i'm like vaguely interested in naruto i am someone who does yeah. There's a character in Naruto that I know that I know that you would love him. I know I know that you would love him. Um and I love him. Uh but I don't I can't talk about why you would love him because it, it would ruin the surprise. Um, Is it the gray hair dude? The gray hair dude. The gray spiky hair dude with the mask over his Oh, eye? Kakashi? I Kakashi? Kakashi's my favorite. Um I think of course. You, you would probably <laughs> like him okay, but there there's a guy his name is Rock Lee. Yes, I know. I love broccoli. I knew you would love broccoli. Sorry. <laughs> but I broccoli. love broccoli. Broccoli. Yes. Broccoli. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you say, have you been saying broccoli this whole time? 
No, no. I, okay. I just said broccoli now, but I do love broccoli. You do? Okay, good. Based off of that one clip that I saw of him fighting Gaia where he takes off the training weights. Yes, that's I'm what like, I'm talking about. I didn't want to spoil it for you. I love this. But I was like, Clayton would love this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm so I glad to know that. I was right. <laughs> the first clip of that I saw was some like shitty YouTube edit set to... Uh, I don't know what it is. It's probably some Imagine Dragon song or something. <laughs> okay. But it was like a cut up version of that. Uh, yeah, it was Imagine Dragons. I'm hearing it in my head now um, where he like drops the training weights and stuff. Yes. And, and everyone's like, like, training weights? Like, that's so like stupid. What are those going to do? And they're like, that's that. That's not going to do anything. And then they hit the ground, plumes of smoke and dust and everything because mm-hmm. they're so. And then he just. I love him. Um, he has another moment that's that's very cool towards the end of the show that I, I wouldn't spoil. But th- yes, his his arc is very good. I love him to pieces. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what he I was going to cool. say. I mean, I'd be dead. Is that, so is that in season two? Um, the, the weight drop moment is, yeah, I think it's season, yeah, season two of Naruto. There's like several like arcs that the show follows. Um and the the arc that introduces Rock Lee is like the second arc, I'm pretty sure, which I think we're okay. at season two at that point. So um, is the idea that they're all like concurrently training just to be ninjas or something? Yeah. Like, so they're all students. Um, they're all like lower level ninja. And the the arc where Rock Lee is introduced is it's uh, something called the tuning exams, which are basically like this really intense set of tests to see if you're worthy to move up uh, to being the next level of ninja. Um, and so like mm-hmm. the fight where he drops his weights, that's one of like the final rounds of, of testing is to like fight each other and like see who can um, out out ninja the, the other. Out ninja um, each other. Yes. Very I good. I feel like um, so... In watching Naruto, do you feel any masculine urge to start working out and training? Uh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I like, yeah. I kind of I was. feel like I see a lot of people who like of the nerdy persuasion who are also like kind of like gym bros repping like Naruto merch and stuff like that. That's And it's funny. kind of interesting there is something because each character there's a ton of characters that are so um like devoted to like their their goals like their goals of getting stronger and it's sort of like inspiring because it's like yeah and i'm gonna get strong too i'm gonna stick to my morals and and go Mm -hmm. lift weights or something um because that's what naruto is all about that's what rock lee is all about um Sasuke kind of has it going on. The reason why I brought up Naruto in the first place is <laughs> since we've totally <laughs> trashed the conversation. <laughs> um, I brought up Naruto because I was just trying to say that Shadow has a Sasuke vibe about him. He does. Because um, Sa- Sasuke has um, a similar sort of like identity crisis, sort of like, I need to fight to prove that I am, I belong in this world, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is Sasuke like also the ultimate life form? Sure. <laughs> okay he he would like to be i guess mm-hmm. all right all right um are you still on the naruto train yeah like are you still okay, okay. yeah and um, you're doing the all filler like you're so nothing I, cut out so how it works is you have like like the the first like stretch of episodes are considered like canon and then there comes a certain point um there's like a humongous fight that lasts multiple episodes 
And then after that fight, there's like another like 90 episodes that are considered like filler that are considered like you can just like skip them and move on to Naruto Shippuden, which Shippuden is set, I think, a few years after Naruto. So they're older. 90 episodes of filler? filler? Yes, I think it's 90. What does that mean? You're not watching the show if you're skipping 90 episodes, right? Like, well, so I've the the canon canon stuff, quote unquote, um, is like a few a couple hundred, I think, or 160 something, maybe. You you get through right. fast. See, okay, if you're gonna watch Naruto, here's what you do. They have they egregious with flashbacks. So anytime there's a flashback, you just just skip forward like 10 seconds at a time. Wait, t- wait till the flashback is over. Start absorbing what's happening in the episode. You can get through them really quickly that way. Um, so I haven't spent like it, it hasn't taken me like forever to get through all these episodes. It goes by pretty mm-hmm. fast. Um, but yeah, so anyway, then it then it moves on to Shippuden. Um, and then I think Shippuden also has like a ton of like there's like a whole bunch of crap that happens and then like right towards the end there's like a huge span of filler and then there's like one uh last like canon episode where it's naruto getting married or something and i think there might even be filler after that and then you get to move on to boruto that people shit on a lot but right it's there boruto's his kid right yeah okay yep gotcha i mean that sounds like quite the journey is it like One Piece? I know One Piece is also an insanely long-running anime. I would say One Piece. One Piece is definitely longer than Naruto. Um, I don't know. I've never tried to watch One Piece. Um, okay. But as as far as like, I think just mm, people don't like Boruto as much, but Naruto and Shippuden are definitely like they have some like good moments in them that i would say are okay. worth watching yeah so like with filler episodes what is considered a filler episode are they just all dog shit like does anybody like any of those episodes so are one, they all unique are they like just one big arc of nothing no like, what so, is it? so so they do they do follow arcs where it's like okay so the the arc that i just started that's like considered filler episodes it's like okay these two characters are going on a mission and looking for another character that's missing but it's ultimately pointless because like that character that they're looking for does not like join their like little gang again until like way later in Shippuden. So it's effectively like a waste of time to watch it because it's not, it's like stuff that's not either not going to be resolved until like way later or um, stuff that's just like inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. However, I will say one of my favorite episodes is a filler episode and it's just like complete Mm. stupidity the entire time. Like it's like a joke episode and the plot of the episode is, you know, Kakashi, my favorite character. So Kakashi has like this mask over his face and there is a whole episode dedicated to his little students following him around and trying to like see him without his mask on. That sounds fun. Yeah. It's adorable. I don't know. Like, so is the point of like, watching a show in that sort of fashion where you're skipping what is considered filler if you're watching a show like that you're trying to catch up so you can like be part of like the current stuff right um or do you just like i just want to get the gist is that kind of the whole thing it's yeah it's like it's it's skipping the filler is so you can get to like the big fights and like the more like action-filled stuff okay 
um, the stuff that has like the heavy like plot consequences like, oh, so-and-so got killed or, you know, or like so-and-so got promoted. This is or so-and-so's backstory or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Cause I've never attempted to like do anything that is like that insanely long running. So yeah. I, I, it seems like sort of like a hollow way to watch something though, to me at least. <sighs> you, uh, I don't know. Sage, Sage has, I think watched all of it maybe. Oh, and so for him, it's like, I don't want to see this filler crap again. Can we just get to the cool stuff? Cause for him, it's like about no, like the that. cool, the big events. And that's what he yeah, wants get to get that. to. Um, like rewatching something. I do that all the time for yeah. like the walking dead specifically. Right. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, there's my favorite like, anime, The Walking Dead. <laughs> there's like guides online where it's like, okay, tell me like what are the like critical, or tell me like what what's the the canon episodes of Naruto? What's the filler so that I know when to skip episodes or when to mm -hmm. watch? Mm -hmm. So this yeah. is the Sonic Heroes episode, but fuck it, we're talking <laughs> about anime now. Yeah, um, I started watching JoJo mm -hmm. um, again because of a YouTube short of people trying to do those like jojo like poses and stuff like that mm -hmm. and i'm like that seems like fun and i was just kind of in the mood for something a little absurd and a little stylish and i'm like i feel like i have found what i'm looking for here so i've been enjoying that i will say um as far as like anime goes naruto has some of the like stupidest like humor in it where i'm like staring at the screen I'm like are you uh, is this what we're doing but it is it like a also, lost in translation thing? No, oh no, God. no, no, no. Like I'm saying okay. like, it's like, like Naruto has this thing and it's called a sexy jutsu. And when he does the sexy jutsu, he turns into a hot girl with like big boobs. And you're like, okay. <laughs> um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but it also has it. It's like earnest and like touching moments are so genuine. It's made me cry like legitimately. Mm. And I don't like cry at cartoons very often. <laughs> <laughs> but it made me crawl oh, there the first arc makes me cry like a baby like and it's like the first okay. set of episodes or whatever i'd be curious i feel like every time i get into an anime it's because i'm like looking for something a little a little stylish like i like cowboy bebop because i'm like oh this is like a vibe you know yeah the ghost in the shell and stuff like that that we've watched before angel's egg and stuff it's like oh this is like different this is like a style that I'm rarely exposed to and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It feels cool, um, but never like super invested in what is happening. So that may be an interesting thing to do. I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah. But should we get back to Sonic? Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. so aside, aside from Shadow slash Sasuke, um, I also really like Tails. Specifically, his voice acting in this game. It's just like a little kid. And he's so cute. Oh my god, he, he sounds like a baby. It's I know so funny. he's so adorable. Um, <clears throat> Rouge, I like Rouge, and I have I've been okay with Amy in other Sonic media. Specifically, I think she had like some funny clips in the Sonic Boom TV show that I've seen floating mm -hmm. around. But in this game, she's insufferable. Poor girl, <laughs> <laughs> marry me. Yeah, finally he will marry me. I I don't know. Yeah, she is. She does seem like psychotic in this game. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like Espio from a mm -hmm. design perspective. I just like his uh, his like purple pink sort of look, plus mm -hmm. his like little like wristbands and stuff like that. Cool to me. And uh, Cream, I like Cream's design a lot. Little bunny. <laughs> cool. Because we were talking about our favorite characters. In case you forgot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number four. Describe your own Sonic character. 
Oh, man. Oh, can you do you have an answer? No. Oh, God. Um, but I'll come up with one. I would like to be a like a monkey. Okay. <laughs> like Diddy Kong? Yeah, a little Diddy Kong. Maybe I'll wear a hat, too. Okay. Maybe that'll be my thing. Shoot, <laughs> shoot some like banana guns or something. Oh, I want to be an armadillo. Ooh, armadillo would be pretty sweet. Sonic oh. is almost armadillo-esque. Yeah, I roll around. This roll up. Rolling yeah. around at the speed of sound. Would you be a female character or would you be a male character? Oh, I don't really like, I don't think you can put boobs on an armadillo. That's <laughs> The Sonic female characters are a little sus. Yeah, a little bit. Like they're they, a little yeah. sus. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, um, so, yeah, if I made, sorry, if I made a Sonic OC, it would be a boy armadillo. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be a boy monkey. Monkey okay. sounds fun. All right. This is our Sonic Sona. There we go. Um, that's going to be a continuing question, I think, for every single <laughs> yeah. video we do. It's a good question. Uh, <laughs> okay. Dr. Eggman or Dr. Robotnik? What is the preferred name? I like Eggman because it's funny because he looks I like an like Eggman. egg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Robotnik was like the... Um, it was the English. It was the Japanese. No. Like, the, yeah, they called him Eggman. I'm pretty sure they called him Eggman oh. in Japanese, and they, the English translators just made up Robotnik. They were like, "Sure, okay, maybe I had a maybe I had a backwards." Thing. Maybe I have it backwards. I don't know. <laughs> One of us has it backwards. Okay, <laughs> um, that's up to you to decide, listener. Sure. Anyway, I kind of I think that even though I don't know, I think they're both canon. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, anyway, they are. I prefer Eggman too. His his legal name is Robotnik. He he goes by. Eggman. Everybody calls him Eggman. It's like a casual name. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Let's get into the campaign one hour and 12 minutes into the podcast. Uh, so, Morgan, the mm. gimmick of this game is the multiple campaigns. Different perspectives on the same events, I suppose. How do you feel about that sort of, you know, gameplay or story decision? So, I did not have any interest in replaying the same levels. No, um, and in this case, I feel like the, the, the benefits of having multiple campaigns and seeing things from different perspectives was not fully realized in a way that made it worth doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, I, I think I'd agree with you on that. Um, <laughs> I think I'd agree with you on that. That sounded like a chat GPT response. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, I would agree on that. I think that... Again, from what I've seen or heard about of adventure, it sounded like a better realized version of this idea where you're playing as an individual character in their, like in a way that makes sense for them and sort of like a continuing the plot way. It's not like retreading something you've already been through, which is this game's idea. And I don't love it because it's kind of required that you do every team in order to get like an actual ending. Mm -hmm. So I don't love that. It's not my favorite. Right. Uh, strikes strikes me as lazy, I would say. Like it'd be it would make more sense if you're going to retread if you're going to like do different perspectives of the same story. I feel like you got to have them do different things. They shouldn't yeah. all be fighting the same boss doing the same levels. They should be doing something different. But mm -hmm. That's just me. I don't make games. Let's give them a let's give them a recap of the different stories. The four stories in this game. So, Team Sonic, very simple, straightforward. Sonic receives a letter from Dr. Eggman, who we discussed uh, earlier, and that is his adopted name, stating that he is going to conquer the world in a few days, so they try to stop him. 
I found that that intro was, I mean, like Eggman as a character sort of like treads the line between being like a complete goofball, like mess of a person while also being a credible villain who does pose a threat, but it still sort of felt like a lot, a lackluster way to start the game to start like the main campaign that everybody's going to be probably trying to play first. Right. Uh, I, I I thought it was kind of awkward. Um, uh, but so for Team Shadow, or sorry, Team Dark, Team Team Dark's uh, intro, Rouge <laughs> breaks into one of Eggman's facilities and is looking for a secret treasure. Um, and while she's looking for the secret treasure, she unlocks Shadow from a pod where he was sleeping in a mysterious green liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, real quick. I mm-hmm. think that that's... So in Sonic Adventure 2, I believe that Shadow's meant to die at the end of it. Yeah. Like, but I think he like falls to earth or something like that. Some sort of okay. vague way. Yeah. And so I guess it's implied that he was recovered by Dr. Eggman or something and kept in here. Yeah. Guarded by Omega. Uh, I don't know. But anyway. Right. So, so when Omega sees Rouge draining the pod and when Shadow comes out of the pod, Omega identifies Shadow as a threat, as like a robot belonging to Robotnik and Omega, um, I think it's part of Omega's backstory that's not explained in this game at all, but was that explained in the Sonic Adventure games? I don't know. So Omega, I think, is a new character for heroes. There was another robot for adventure. Okay. Similar to Omega, though. Okay. So I was going to say, I think Omega's backstory is that he, it, I don't know what to call it. It is a robot um, that sort of became aware that Eggman is evil and is sticking innocent creatures into these robots to use as fuel. And so as a result of that, he wants to, it wants to destroy all other robots. Um, and I destroy Eggman as well. Yeah, yeah. And destroy Eggman to, to free the, the creatures. So it thinks that shadow is a threat and tries to eliminate it. And then Rouge gets between them and it's like, stop. We're both looking for, we're all looking for Eggman, whatever. Let's just work together. Um, I found that, I found that initial cutscene to be a little silly. It's yeah. like they're fighting, like destroying this like little laboratory stuff. And then Rouge is just like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then they both stop. Like they both stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it like cuts back to like a, like assuming some time has passed and it's like, listen, we're all on the same team here. Right. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think that this team had like the most, like, mm, I don't know how to say it, like consequential for like the greater Sonic universe. Yeah. Kind of story. Definitely. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they get into like uh, Sonic or Shadows, like they had some shadow clones and stuff like yeah. that. It's all a little weird. The shadow's like not sure if he is a clone or the original. Who knows? Anyway. Right. Um, so Team Rose gets introduced um, by Amy reading a newspaper and trying to track down Sonic because that's the only thing she worries about because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, in the grainy newspaper picture of Sonic, Cream and Big see their missing friends, Froggy and Chocola, 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 um, I don't know, and decide to go with Amy to track them all down. So they're just looking for their buds. Mm-hmm. That's that's buds. their whole motivation. So that frog, um, this is a little strange. And I'm not sure if I'm going to recite what I learned accurately, um, but that frog, Froggy, is actually a very pivotal, pivot, pivotal character to the Sonic lore, um, because in Sonic Adventure Two there was like a god of destruction named Chaos. Chaos, um, it, which I think Big the Cat like fished Froggy out of or something. So Froggy's got some like little chaos DNA inside of it, which is oh. what Metal Sonic was after. 
Oh. So, so that's why Froggy frog. went missing? Yeah, I think so. And I think I think that maybe Chocola's in the same boat as that. Man, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Please don't write in about that. <laughs> <laughs> or do. I don't know. Or do. You know what? Chart of decipher. Or do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so for Team Chaotix, they get a call from a mysterious walkie-talkie with an equally mysterious, not at all pitched uh, voice saying they are needed um, they are th- the voices in need of their services. They mm. agree to take on the search for whatever the client is requesting because they have a policy to not turn down work that pays, which I think is a really good reason to get involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on that grind. They're on that grind <laughs> set right there. They yeah. got the grind set. Um, I liked their interactions with Eggman a lot, especially the ending. That was like, funny. Yeah, I really thought that was genuinely funny. There's a scene where at the ending, like, you know, they defeat metal sonic or whatever everyone's like yeah we did it or whatever and then uh team chaos is like but like when are we gonna get paid or whatever where'd that guy go and then like cuts to eggman doing like the most cartoonish like sneak away yeah. possible <laughs> i just thought it was really funny um yeah and then they just like beat the they beat the shit out of eggman or something <laughs> um but yeah so on the uh speaking of the true ending if you complete all four campaigns and i think collect the emeralds which you do by, do, do you remember the keys that you would yeah. see throughout the level? I think so you, you like, have to get a key. You have to take it then, to a certain point without getting hit. And then you have to. I think to, at the end of the level. Yeah. And then hit. you have to chase. There's this dumb like tube, tube bonus level yeah. where you have to chase it through the tube. And I did mm-hmm. that once and it was so difficult and irritating. Oh, yeah. 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 I, got, <laughs> I got destroyed. I think that the best way to do it is to do it on Team Rose. Because the emeralds, I believe, carry across each team. So oh. you just need to get all the emeralds for each level or for the levels that they're available. I don't know if it's every level. But so Team Rose would be the easiest way to do that because their tube where they chase down the emerald, I think, is maybe it has no hazards. I don't know exactly. Uh, but Okay. Yeah, it's it would be the easiest way to do it, which is a little, it's whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, so they all work together. To defeat Metal Sonic, which is kind of cool that you get one level where you play as everybody, even though it's a very simplified version of playing with everybody. But, mm-hmm. yep. But yeah, so as far as Metal Sonic goes, earlier in the game, it's revealed that Metal Sonic fought each of the teams under the guise of a fake Eggman dummy puppet thing mm-hmm. um, and analyzed each of the team's fighting styles. But by all the teams taking on Metal Sonic together, they are able to defeat him. Yes. Because that's what friendship is all about. Beating the shit out of a giant robot dragon thing. A robot dragon who has the DNA of God? Yes. All of all of them, all of the ones of consequence, I believe. So like Sonic and his team and then uh, the ultimate life form himself, Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, so yeah, beating him. Cool. What were your overall thoughts of the story? Um so how I mentioned that I felt like using different uh, using different perspectives wasn't fully realized. So I watched all of the rendered cutscenes, and there were only two interesting scenes uh, between the four available routes that sort of stood out to me as having any sort of significance. Um, so the cutscenes that I'm talking about are the ones that revealed all the shadow clones, which I think has some lore yeah. implications. And then I just like the scene where Team Chaotix beat the shit out of Eggman. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, it is all, they're all basically doing the same things in those cutscenes. Like, it's, there's a lot of cutscenes for whenever they find each other and they're going to fight. 
And then there's a lot of cutscenes for whenever they defeat a boss. Mm-hmm. And different things happen that are of varying amounts of importance. Based, Yeah, so. And then the ending and stuff like that. So, yeah. I don't like that you have to beat the game four times to see the ending. Mm-hmm. It feels a little hollow without that true ending. And I assume very few people ever saw that true ending. Because, like, who's... Who's playing through this game for like the average person, not like the supersonic fan or whatever? Who's playing through this game four times? I have the no same idea. game four times. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Also, can we just talk real quick about uh, Sonic referring to the whole group as Sonic Heroes? Seems a little silly. I'm going to call everyone on this podcast Clayton Heroes. <laughs> it's a bit egotistical, I guess. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. It anyway. is a little weird. <laughs> I think he refers to them as Sonic Heroes maybe twice. At the very end, and I think another time as well. Oh, yeah. And they end on like a, a cheesy like jump freeze frame of like, yeah, we're Sonic Heroes. A jump freeze we're frame. Sonic Hero. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I would just like to say that Metal Sonic's appearance as like a dark silhouette standing atop the giant Eggman ship on like an antenna in the middle of the pouring rain and flashing lightning is so badass. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they should do that in more media. Anyway. That's all I wanted yes, to say. Yes. Oh, I didn't say this for our favorite Sonic he- or characters. I do really like Metal Sonic. I do too. Yeah. He's cool. <laughs> he's, he's just I, neat. He's just neat, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's move into the mechanics. Uh as we mentioned before, this game is broken up into like a team based system. Uh every team is comprised comprised of three characters, each falling into one of three archetypes. There's the speed characters, the flying characters, and then the power characters. Every character within a specific archetype has like a slight amount of variation, but they're all basically the same. So, for instance, SBO, Amy, Shadow, and Sonic are all speed characters, but they have different abilities within that classification, I guess. So SBO has the ability to like go invisible and throw shurikens <laughs> and also hang on walls indefinitely. Um, and then like Shadow and Sonic can do like a ring dash where they like... They follow the trail of rings. If there's like a line of rings. Yeah, they follow the trail of rings. And Amy has like this hammer. It's a little weird. Personally, I would have preferred to see like an approach where maybe there is still archetypes, but you really focus in on the differences like more like push them further away from each other and have like some more variation within their team's levels but yeah anything to say about the uh the fighting mechanics or whatever i remember so the button mapping for switching characters was that square triangle circle yeah yeah i hated that weird thing i wish that they were always like i wish that um because you, you always have like an action button. So like you have jump and square as mm-hmm. like your action button. I feel like like action. So like square should have been like power. Triangle should have been like flight. Circle should have been like speed. And everybody jumps with X or something. But like if I switch to flight with triangle, I want to press triangle to fly as well. Sort of thing. That way everyone's always in the same spot. So, like, your action button is also what switches to that character, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that makes way sense. Because otherwise it just, like, rotates through. It's not like, yeah, it's like if you are Sonic, 
and you hit triangle to go to tails, then Sonic is on triangle, and you gotta just kind of remember where everyone is. It's a little annoying to cycle through people, but yeah, the, the instinct that I kept having was I wanted to use the sh- for whatever reason I wanted to use the shoulder buttons to like flip through. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Characters, I don't know. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, and also I remember something something annoying about the control scheme was that like Sonic. I remember playing as Sonic and he had this move where you could like hook on to like a pole and like spin your way up the pole, but the button to like jump at the pole and hook onto it was also the the same button as like the dash or something. The tornado thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just like fly off the platform when I was trying to, to just grab the pole. That was incredibly frustrating. So I wish that maybe we didn't don't, if you have a janky game like this, don't make the buttons context sensitive. (laughs) please i just don't like it i thought that was weird too because the idea was you're supposed to jump and then press square to do like that tornado thing oh okay and that would grab onto the pole it was a little convoluted yeah i wasn't (laughs) i don't know yeah there's some mechanics that i like struggled to understand Uh uh-huh um this would have been later in the game but there's like these big enemies that are impervious to damage Mm. And you're supposed to do something to strip them of their armor. And I like accidentally did it a couple times. <laughs> but I just like gave up on that. And I always used like the ultimate with R1 to just like destroy them instantly. Because I'm like, I just don't know how to deal with you guys. And I don't understand. So Right. Um, one of the other issues I had with this game was there have been, there, there's been improvements they've made to Sonic Control's you know, as the games have progressed. So in newer Sonic games, at least it was this way in Sonic Unleashed, I'm assuming they kept it because it's handy. Um, But when you're running down like a straightaway, um, you can like quickly dash to like the sides using uh, R1 and L1, like the shoulder buttons to sort of like pivot like lanes really fast. And that helps you keep up your speed and be precise about where you're going to go because it's like the lane is split into like thirds thirds yeah Yeah. um and so i kept when i was like on rails or if i was like running down a straightaway i kept wanting to use the shoulder buttons to like pivot around um Mm. and i kept accidentally uh activating the ultimate and just like coming to a dead stop in the middle of like a runway (laughs) and having like this cutscene playing i'm like wait i didn't mean to do that so they all had interesting cutscenes too i don't know if you saw team chaotix but it seemed like they all hopped onto like a band (laughs) <laughs> like, or like they, they started a band, like there was a drummer and then like SBO was playing like a banjo or something. And they're just like screaming lyrics and stuff at the enemies, I guess. Amazing. It was weird. Good like, for them. A bunch of, yeah. I definitely think the controls could have done with some streamlining. Some streamlining, but also like using more of the buttons. <laughs> like don't, not everything needs to be on square or something yeah uh yeah i agree so speed characters um i don't know this is a problem that i have with i think every sonic game 2d and 3d is that i just struggle to grasp sonic's speed (laughs) right it's hard for me to feel confident going full speed with sonic which i guess is something that would come with like more experience with the individual games and stuff i don't know it's it's a, it's a it's a core aspect of Sonic that I've never been able to fully grapple with. Yeah, I've had the same. Well, it's like it's like because the games like to get a higher score at the end of the levels or whatever. 
the the games expect you to go fast, but then they put like a lot of the ways the level design works is you can't see very far in front of you. Yeah. And yes. there's constantly obstacles and just like random shit in your way that will like hurt you and make your momentum come to a dead stop. And it's like it's mm-hmm. just like inherently frustrating. It's yeah, like that's you want true. to go like fast, it, but I can't. <laughs> it doesn't feel fair. Like you, you it does it feels like it comes down more to memorization than reaction time. Mm-hmm. Like like the reaction window is so small as a like a newcomer. Yeah. Like if you don't really if you're not familiar with the level, then I feel like you have almost no chance of succeeding. I don't know. Maybe if you're like a pro Sonic player, you can just kind of adapt on the fly or whatever. But it's not I us. It, yeah, it's not <laughs> us. That's the problem with the 2D games I have as well. Like you can't see very far because of the, the 2D nature of it. But yeah, flight gameplay, go into like totem pole mode and you just kind of fly around. I like to switch to this like to the flight character for like platforming sections it makes them very easy yeah yeah and it's also like if i fall off it's like oh i can get back up so Mm -hmm. there was there were sections where i was intentionally just roaming around as the flight character in case i got dicked over or something (laughs) um and then there's the power stuff which i switched to for like all the you know horde battles sections or just a lot of enemies do all of the the power characters dribble their friends like their basketballs because yeah okay. I, I don't know if they they don't dribble them like omega shoots them mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and i think big the cat uses his fishing rod in some way oh okay i think because knuckles is just sort of like dribbling yeah them. yeah it's a little strange i i think that uh Oh crap! What was his name? Alligator Man. I don't. I don't know his name. Vector. Hector. Vector. Yeah, that sounds right. Vector. Vector. Yeah, Vector. Vector. Oh, okay. He would like slam them down, and then he would also like slam himself down. Oh. So he had like a slightly different. They're all like a little different, but kind of the same. You know. Okay. I liked the power gameplay the most. How did you feel? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know this isn't like this is not a question from you, because of your your save state capabilities yeah um but how did you feel about the checkpoint and game over system did it ever give you trouble well no because i started cheating uh (laughs) to get out of it because i i think well it was it was so uh, the the checkpoints needed to be more generous basically because it's like they would be like right before like a really annoying section like i remember in in one of the first levels i played there's like a checkpoint right before you have to go on this like loop-de-loop thing i kept zinging off the loop-de-loop because i couldn't go straight (laughs) i've like glitched through the wall one time maybe i don't really know because the camera was going crazy there's uh the the placement as well as the amount of checkpoints is kind of an issue i don't know if this changes based off of like which team you're playing as like maybe team rose has more checkpoints i'm not sure i think they have shorter levels Mm. i think that's what i was told but um there was often checkpoints placed like right before a cutscene, like a cutscene in quotation marks um so like you would die reload in and then you'd have to like sit through this thing again which was not fun um and also just like getting game overs stocked because you would have to restart the entire level again and these levels as like a newcomer could last like around 10 minutes 10 minutes plus so it's a rough it's a rough restart i feel like modern gaming has kind of like really impacted my 
patience with like yeah. restarting stuff from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So that's part of it. But yeah, that's all I got to say for mechanics unless you have anything else to add. No, this is off topic, but out of like the corner of my eye a second ago, I saw this like white bit of the jacket on the... <laughs> on the back of my chair <laughs> and i saw it and i was like oh fuck someone's like behind me they're sneaking and i'm like what well, that doesn't even look like a person or anything it's just like a white square <laughs> anyway scared That's me <laughs> all right let's move on sorry i said that while i was moving my microphone all right let's move on to the level design this is something that i've noticed i've been doing i'm just I, I like reset that so I didn't have to like keep in the moving the microphone thing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to talk about something related to that. Um, oh, nice. But I fidget during the podcast like crazy. And I like to do it with my mouse as well as like my AirPods case. Just like um, open and close it. Which is terrible. <laughs> Shouldn't be fidgeting with something that makes noise during a podcast. That's, That's true. Destructive. So I've been <laughs> trying to not do that. But I have to keep my mouse near me. So it's an issue. Anyway, let's talk about the level design. So my biggest complaint with the levels in this game kind of goes back to like the game over stuff. There's so many bullshit moments like where I just get flung off the map into the abyss. Mm -hmm. No chance of recovery. And it's never like I, I never felt like I deserved it. It was always like <laughs> I was trying to do the right thing. <laughs> Whenever I jumped, whenever I pressed X and left, it's because I was trying to switch rails. It wasn't because I was trying to do like a dash off the com the complete edge of the map. That's not what I was trying to do, game. Like, it felt like I struggled with a lot of the rail grinding sections for some, for reasons like that, as well as just like trying to hone on to enemies and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just like, sometimes the speed of Sonic was a little too fast. <laughs> I, you mentioned that you had some similar problems with this, so. Yeah. Another thing that happened to me a few times was I would try to use, like, the ring dash when there was, like, a mm -hmm. string of rings, and it would just fuck me over somehow, and I would fall off or get hit or yep. something stupid would happen. I'd be like, all right, well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I got so mad at this game. Like, <laughs> and it felt wrong. It, like, every time I did it, it felt wrong. Like, I'm like, I shouldn't be getting this mad at a Sonic game or yeah. whatever, but, like, I was getting genuinely upset. Every time I played this game, it was rough. I think it's the most upset I've gotten at any game we've played so far. I don't know if I would call this the worst game we've played, but we'll get to that in the rankings of our games yeah. you know, come next year. Right. Um, anyway, um, like I said before, first playthrough of this game, I think is guaranteed to be frustrating for anybody, unless you're like a Sonic veteran or something. Um, I did watch some speed runs of the game, though, and they looked... Pretty satisfying. I feel like playing the game to the point where you like have mastery of like a particular level or whatever is kind of rewarding. There were some levels where I died like a thousand times, like the beginning, like the first 90% of the last like real level, Eggman Fortress or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm getting kind of good at the beginning of this and it's kind of satisfying. Yeah. Um. So I felt you know, occasional bits of like, hey, you know, it's kind of fun to be good at something. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's a steep learning curve, I guess. But mildly rewarding? I don't know. Um, my least favorite section of the game by far was the pinball courses, which 
you did not reach? No, but I've I've heard enough. Also, my husband, uh, Sage, played this game as a kid, and he loved the pinball. Okay, that's, for some reason, that's, that's us. Yeah. Um, did he tell? Did you disclose this after the marriage by chance? That might have been a red flag. Oh yeah, no, he waited until I was already. It was I was too far in. Mm. Can't get out. I mean, you know, <laughs> had to do you like that, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that's that was pretty rough. I feel like in playing that, the first thing I thought was. Man, this must kill speedruns. Like, it <laughs> seems like the most, like, wonky, semi-luck-based, like, you have control over yourself, but you don't have too little control, you don't have too much control, and you don't have the right amount of control. I okay. don't know how much control you have, Yeah, but it feels wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> and inconsistent, I guess, as well as, like, the physics of the actual pinball levers and stuff. It's It just felt very wonky is the best way to describe it. Yeah, it's not good. Okay. Um, there's the, there's two levels for it. There was a bingo one where you would like have to get numbers and stuff too. It was all weird. All strange. Would have preferred to see... We mentioned this earlier, I think. Um, I don't think I got too deep into it, but I would have preferred... Again, this, this breaks completely from the whole concept of the game of having like teams of characters, but would have preferred levels that were like focused on the individual character's abilities mm-hmm. rather than a big level that tries to shoehorn in everybody's abilities all the time. Like the idea of having like maybe a platforming based level for tails or a combat based level for knuckles mm-hmm. and maybe like a racetrack based level for Sonic, like as opposed to trying to put that all into one or maybe it like breaks it up. Like, Hey, this section is clearly and explicitly for Tails' abilities. And this section is clearly and explicitly for Knuckles' abilities. Kind of has that, but, like, I would have liked to seen that go further. And also, like, in the ways that the, like, power characters differ from each other and the speed characters differ from each other to, like, change up the gameplay enough to, like, allow those, like, differences to kind of become more important. Like... SBO's invisibility it's like cool he's got invisibility but why you know yeah I was gonna say that it doesn't seem like that would come in handy for no it doesn't but... seem like it either but maybe if you like designed a level around it it would oh, yeah <laughs> or something like that so yeah stuff like that I I would have pref- I, I always prefer there was another what game did we just discuss where I was like Sly Cooper was it Sly Cooper maybe it was what, what's the know. last thing we recorded because I don't remember it was Star Wars oh right 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 okay yeah, yeah. Regardless. I feel like I've said that for another episode, though. So anyway, <laughs> there were the occasional fun set piece. I feel like Sonic is a very set piece driven sort of like yeah, level design or whatever. Like it's trying to get you to like a big like thing that's chasing you or like a big loop-de-loop and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There was one section which took place in like a haunted castle where you were like, you know, going up and down and like flipping levers to like flip the game oh, upside yeah. down and stuff. That level looked cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a section at the end where you're racing down the side of like a big castle. Uh, and that was cool. That was probably my favorite like little set piece. So I wanted to give a shout out to that. Nice. Um, did you have a favorite that you saw? The the Haunted Mansion one. Yeah. I it thought was weird. It looked cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. One gripe that I have with sort of the visual aspect of the levels, I guess, um, is that the levels 
are littered with these billboards that tell you exactly which character to be to solve that yeah. particular obstacle in a way that I felt was kind of unnecessary. Like it's doing all the thinking for me. Like I kind of get that I need to punch this thing as knuckles or whatever. I feel like there's other ways that there's probably more subtle ways that you should be telling me what to do yeah. as opposed to putting a billboard up that says power or speed or flight or whatever. So that's kind of a, I took issue with that. Felt lazy in my opinion. All right. Do you have anything to add to the level design before we get into the characters? Um, I think I kind of alluded to it earlier, but an issue that I have um, that I seem to have had with Sonic level design in general is it's because it's so hard because sometimes the, the levels feel like they branch off in really random ways. And yeah. the goal is to get through the level like as fast as possible. But I, it, it just sort of feels like overwhelming. It's like, what way do I go? And then sometimes you like jump off of something and it'll fling you off like on another path that you didn't even know that you were going to be going on. And you're like, is this still the right way to go? I don't know. I think like, I agree with you on that. Like, I like <laughs> the idea of like a speed focused, you know, this is a game that's built around like completing levels fast. So the idea of shortcuts makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that is con that is like conflicting with the idea of exploration which I feel right. like it kind of dabbles with, yeah. which is a little strange to me. So Yes. Yeah, um, like, you can't be exploring it, you know, Mach 10 or whatever. No. It doesn't make sense. And and I never knew, I'm like, is this for replay value? So if I want to come back and try the level again, I can, like, explore the other route. But then, like, I'm not going to always remember when to branch off and how they all interconnect. It's just very confusing mm -hmm. and stressful. I think <laughs> I like the idea of... Let's say there's three routes or whatever, and it's kind of skill-based. So maybe like the fastest route is the hardest to stay on. But mm. if you fall off of that route, you end up on like the second tier. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it's a little bit slower, requires some skill. And then you fall off that, you land up. So like the punishment is not death, like stop. It's like you're on the worst track. Yeah. So it's like you can still continue, but you're not going at like the optimal pace or whatever. Right. I right. think I would prefer that to just like death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I get that. <laughs> that's just a thought. That's all I got for level design characters. Morgan, I'm curious to what you, I, I intentionally did not read this. Okay. Um, you know, but as an artist, we mentioned this a little bit before. So I think we might've mentioned all this before. Um, <laughs> is there anything that we did not already touch on? Uh, let me see. So I already mentioned how, Oh, sorry. D did you even ask the question? It was just, just like, what do you think of the sign? You are an artist, okay. I would say, right? Thank I mean, you. I'll yeah. take that as sure. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that I am sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're an artist, so you know, I was curious, you know, what you would have to say about the Sonic's characters. But we already kind of discussed most of this. Is there anything that we did not touch on based off of what you have in your notes? Kind of. So I already mentioned how Sonic's design was clearly i think sonic's design is like it it accomplishes the purpose that it set out to accomplish which is to be something um stylish looking and like iconic and uh unique but also kind of takes characteristics from things that are already popular 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's part of what makes it so successful. And that being said, uh, I think the style and aesthetics of the series have really carried it farther than anything else. Like, sure, sometimes the gameplay isn't always the best. Sometimes the storytelling can get a little wonky. Um, but I think a lot of people can easily fall in love with the cool factor that the character designs and soundtracks have. Yes. Um, and I think that really carries it and really benefits it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's enough to latch onto that's mm -hmm. like good to maybe great. I don't know that it kind of lets you overlook some of the other stuff. And maybe you can kind of like, it's like enough for you to like carry everything in your like maybe own head canon or something like that. Like how you view the characters is maybe more important than how they're presented. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it's the potential of the franchise that keeps people going. Right. And even like some of the stuff that leaves plot holes or if there's gaps in the storytelling, I think the audience in a lot of ways has fun filling in those gaps um, whether that be making their own Sonic characters or drawing their own comics or mm-hmm. writing. There's a bunch of Sonic fan fiction, I'm sure. There's a lot of Sonic fan games, too. I believe the, so, yeah. uh, Sonic Mania, I think, started out as a fan game or fan yeah. project or something. And I think, cool. yeah, Sega has actually been very chill about, you know, some companies, if they find out you're making a fan game, like they'll come after you, like immediate cease and desist, shut it down, that sort of thing. Right. But Sega's like, hey, as long as you're not profiting off of the fan game go ahead make it release it and like you it's know pretty cool let the fan base enjoy it which i i res- you know what i respect the hell out of that if i'm being yeah, honest yeah i think that's awesome i mean like they have every right technically because they own the characters but yeah allowing your fans the people who care the absolute most about your game the people like yeah. making these fan projects and stuff i don't see it as harmful unless it's like like uh I, I think there's like a couple instances where something like that could be kind of harmful, like to your brand image. But it's hard for me to imagine a world where like a fan game got so popular that it was actually like like causing well, confusion or something. Yeah, I was going to say there is like the the SpongeBob fan game, Mr. Krabs overdoses on ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> but like. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I bring that up because it's like, ever you know, though, if you see Mr. Krabs overdoses on ketamine, you know that's not official Spongebob, like, stuff. Like, you know better. So I don't think it's, like, that harmful. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess, the, yeah, depending on how, you know, I, I think it's fine. <laughs> I can understand wanting to protect your brand to, like an extent where you're like worried about the extremes like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know but i don't know what those extremes necessarily would be um (laughs) that is pretty chill i mean like it'd be cool if pokemon did that i don't know yeah they notoriously do not allow (laughs) fan creations to exist um all right then (laughs) yeah which is sad because again these are the people that care so much imitation series imitation is a form of flattery did yeah. you get it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is not an issue with this game, but I wanted to bring it up in the section um, to see what you thought. Mm. I detest the Sonic games that incorporate realistic humans into the world. Uh, it's disgusting. It's not right. <laughs> Eggman gets a pass. What do you think? Do you know? Do you know about the Sonic 06 thing where Sonic kisses is kissed by a real human woman? This is strange. 
We're, we're veering into very strange territory with this. <laughs> I don't like it. No, I don't. I don't like it. Uh, and and that that being said, there was some sonic romance happening in the comic comics. There's a character um, who's in the '90s TV show. Now I don't think she ever made it into the games. Named Sally Acorn, who is like Sonic's on again off again love interest and she got made out with not necessarily by sonic but like with other animal characters sally acorn's like a, an animal i don't know what she is exactly i think she's she like a squirrel, Probably a squirrel or something based I don't off know. the uh, acorn yeah i guess she doesn't have i don't think she has like the long tail but anyway um i think they might have put in like a rule or a stipulation where they're like sonic can't kiss anybody anymore don't I do not like making... what I'm looking at. I did a Google image search and it was disgusting. <laughs> oh no. Well now God, I, I got want to safe see. search on moderate. Jeez. Oh, oh no. Gotta bump um, that up to strict for this. <laughs> <laughs> um but it was either stop I feel like there were there were a set of rules and stipulations that they had to they had to lay down the law because the comics were getting a little bit too weird. Um and I think it might have been stop making them kiss each other. And stop making Sonic cry, which I don't know. I think Sonic should be allowed to cry, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> That's a little. I, I like it. He can cry. All right, we don't have to throw out crying and the disgusting realistic humans. I don't know if you're <laughs> familiar with the Mario Odyssey game, um, but there's a section in that game where he goes to what is essentially like a New York kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like realistic humans in that. Oh. And everyone's like, this is strange. Yeah. And it is strange. But I don't Mario like that. does not make out with one of these humans. That's a very important distinction I would like to point out. So just throwing that out there. Also, oh. there's like Peach and stuff, which is kind of like almost a realistic human to begin with. It's yeah. a little different. Also, Mario oh. is technically a human, I guess. So it's a, I, I just <laughs> never been proven. Never been proven. We don't know. He hasn't taken a DNA test. Got to do a 23andMe to confirm that. Right. But I I like the designs of the Sonic characters. Why do we have to throw in these real... Like, the contrast there is so, like, jarring. I don't yes. like it. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's weird. Same with, like, Shadow holding, like, guns. Like, he's holding a freaking AK-47. <laughs> okay, that... Mowing I down. I, I'll allow that because it's funny. It has to be funny, not, like, deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> I know, but, like, why not, like, a fake gun? Like, a like a cartoonish I, gun? I, I, I don't... Gotta, because... Why's it gotta because, be... Why's it gotta be an AR-15? I am just, all of me. Did you listen... Did you listen to that song? Did you hear the edge in that song? Yeah, That's, I did. I did. You gotta... Okay. You gotta respect... The realistic gun right, situation. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. I think Shadow also has like some sort of arc where he's like kind of got a love interest with like a realistic human. Oh no. I think so. No, 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 no. I know what this is. Uh, is okay. it Maria? Yeah, Maria. Maria's totally normal, not cartoonishly proportioned, uh the cousin of Dr. Eggman himself. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's just like a normal girl. And then Dr. Eggman looks like that. A guy. An Eggman. Eggman Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He has two sticks and two circles. Right. Uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, his. He. uh, Shadow was created uh, to be an immortal creature or something to help 
study genetics to cure Maria's terminal illness or something. And Maria ends up dying. And I think Shadow makes a promise to Maria. I don't remember the specifics of it. It's but. a little weird. There's a lot of time travel, I think, in this universe. Something that I don't Flashbacks. know. Flashbacks. Flashbacks. Yeah. Shadow doesn't know who he is. No. Um, he forgot. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be a good meme. <laughs> he forgot. Yeah. All right. Keep, uh, keep the real people out of Sonic. <laughs> Eggman just, should be the only human. Yes. That's what I yes. want. And he's not even like, I don't know. Maybe it's like something went like horribly wrong where he was like teleported there from our world and the tele, like the, the crossing of the boundary between universes like distorted him terribly or something. Or maybe mm-hmm. he's like a creature that fell in a radioactive goo and came out as Eggman. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, have you seen the Sonic movie? No. I feel Jim like, Carrey is Eggman. Yeah, that sounds like something that could be the actual plot of the Sonic movie. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, how much did you hate the voice acting? Is my how I phrased the question. You may have liked it. I don't know. You know, it was it was okay. It's not. So has there been a game we've played where it was worse? There has to have been. Oh, I don't know. Because uh, like. To Scalar? I'm trying to remember. Uh, was there like something wrong? A, oh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Flipendo. Um, yes, that was. <laughs> and when I say I hated the voice acting, I more so mean that I hated the uh, the implementation of the voice lines mm-hmm. of just like every time you do this attack, you hear this exact voice line with no variation and no ceasing. It will always play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like all the attacks had very specific like you know tail says whatever he says i don't know i couldn't even tell what he was saying i heard it a thousand times i have no idea what he's saying uh but yeah it's it's obnoxious it's flipendo levels of obnoxious i guess yeah anyway um i we talked about how we love tails being a little baby how did you feel about knuckles sounding like a complete bro i mean Okay, so did we record us reading out the characters' ages when we were scrolling through the manual? No, that was before we recorded. Oh, dang it. Okay, so Sonic Sonic is 15. I think Knuckles is 16. Tails is (laughs) 8. Yep, yep. Okay, so so Tails sounds like an actual child, as he should. Sonic and Knuckles do not sound like teenagers. They sound like 30-year-old men. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a little strange. Either age Tails up or bring... The Sonic and Knuckles voice actors down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I also wouldn't. I don't think I would want to hear a teenage boy voice coming out of Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'm going to send you the um, all of the. Uh, I just want you to hear the specific voice line because okay. it sounds it encapsulates how I feel about Knuckles. You sure that's a danceful? Oh, yeah. The feet sliding is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> So did you want me to just listen to Knuckles' voice lines? Yeah, just Knuckles. Unless you want to see Eggman doing a silly walk again right after. Oh, no, I remember that. <laughs> okay. It's just like that. <laughs> what a crazy bunch of people. I don't know. There's something weird about it where he's like, he feels dad. like the older character. Dad like energy. Caps- dad energy. Yeah. Yep. A dad that <laughs> doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah, he doesn't really know what's going on. <laughs> 
I don't know. It's just, you have to, I feel like you have to listen. To, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm accurately describing it. I don't know if anyone feels this way, but I, Knuckles stood out to me in that way. Also, like his little, like, uh, sometimes he has like this uh, thing whenever he like hits like a ramp, I noticed, where he just goes, Shaw! And it was like very cringy. Oh. <laughs> Pain, it was like painful. I don't oh, know. Oh, uh, yeah, It felt like anime in the worst way possible, I guess. So I didn't really know where to stick this, so I just stuck it in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not related to the characters, but I'm a big fan of the UI design of this game as well as like all other Sonic games, like this like jaggedy sort of like 90s look, very like colorful UI, you know what I mean? Like the in-between levels and stuff. I don't know if you share Oh, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like very aesthetically pleasing, I find. I think Sonic Forces also had something like that going mm. on. Um, yeah, lots of like angled, like yeah, sharp yeah. lines, and it was very like graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even like the very like original like uh, like splash screens before like going into like Green Hill Zone and stuff like that for the original games. It's like very. It's oh pretty. yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I love it. Sonic Mania definitely captures this as well. It's all very, very, very stylish. Yeah, it's Big like fan. retro, but like in a really fun, fun way. It's like 90s retro. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on to the music uh, real quick. So Crush 40, responsible for many Sonic, you know, soundtracks and a lot of the sort of songs associated with Sonic, I think, are all done by Crush 40. Uh, maybe, I don't know when they started with it. Maybe they started with like the 3D transition. I'm not sure. I know that people freaking love them whenever it comes to like the Sonic stuff though. So, uh, good for them. Yeah. 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 Uh, I liked most of like the vocal tracks in the game. Sonic heroes, like the main theme is very enjoyable. Upsettingly enjoyable is how I described it. Yeah. Uh, same with the shadows theme, this machine, probably my favorite made Morgan listen to it just before we started. It was good. Can't confirm. Got like a metal sort of intensity. I don't know. The other ones are a little cheesy. We Can for Sonic's theme is like a little bit on the nose. The lyrics are always actually very on the nose and very like. Yeah, I would almost prefer if they like left it. Like, can you just like dial it back a few degrees and make it like a little bit more ambiguous? So I'm not constantly reminded that I'm listening to a Sonic song. Yeah, it's like (laughs) describing the plot of Sonic and their motivation and who the characters are and stuff. Right. Um, Which is fine whatever um but yeah we can a sonic's theme it's okay roses team roses theme follow me too much far too much i don't know if you listen to that one but not too much um team chaotix is also fine middle of the road whatever um the in-game music i found to be occasionally very grating and repetitive just felt like very small loops just kind of like rapidly playing uh, there was some times that it was like, oh, this is kind of, this beat kind of slaps though. Uh, yeah. Hang Castle. I'm going to actually find that for you because I found that. Oh, I can just look it up. A little nasty. Yeah, go check that out. Oh, it's funky. Oh, yeah. It's it's very oh, interesting. It has like the the squeaky vocaloid sounding thing. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I liked it. It may be the most annoying 
at the same time. I can see how this would get really annoying it, it with the high pitch. It may also be the most annoying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was very interesting, though. Very out there for, you know, some sort of like background music. This is off topic. This reminds me of a... The plan is to play Spyro Enter the, Enter the Dragonfly later this year. There is a cut soundtrack for Spyro Enter the Dragonfly that has like a little bit of like a vocal element to the track. And it sounds like the guy in the background is, is saying, Yaha, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really distracting. I'm excited to get to that. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait till we get to that because we're yeah, about yeah, to yeah. cover that game. All right, that's 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 all I got for the main game. Do you have anything else to say before we get into the recommendations? No. <laughs> all right. So, where can you play this game? We got the PS2, we got the GameCube, we got the Xbox, we got the PC, but not on Steam. At least whenever I looked, maybe it's a regional thing. I am not positive. So who knows? But it is somehow available on PC. I don't know how to get it. And it was. I don't know. Is the PS3 store still up? I have no idea. Last time I got something from it, yes. I think um, they didn't. Can't, I don't because they were going to shut it down. I think they stopped that though. So uh, I yeah. Don't know. So the best. Let me tell you. So the best way to buy something on the PS3, if you try to just through the PlayStation website, try to put funds into your PS3 wallet, most likely it's going to freak out and not let you do it. So what you got to do instead is you got to go on your PS4 or your PS5 and <laughs> use that. <laughs> which most likely has your credit card information and use your PS5 to put funds in your wallet. And then from there, you can buy stuff from the PlayStation 3 store. Mm -hmm. You may also need to enable slash disable two-factor authentication. <coughs> I think that's what I had to do last time. Oh, okay. It was a weird situation. Um, yeah, it sucks. It's, 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 it's a treacherous path downloading things through the PS3 possible. store. But it's still possible. It's still possible. Yeah. Only if you're in Europe or Asia. That is a little side note. It's only available for the PS3 store in Europe and Asia. Sorry, North American listeners. All right. Now, you know where to play it. But do we recommend it? No. No. <laughs> no. We don't. Um, Morgan, you elaborated on this more than I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think if you want a sonic experience if, if you're new to the sonic franchise i guess if you're not like a diehard fan if you want the sonic experience um so either for a more modern or classic experience for the classic experience i would probably recommend sonic mania or like the, the first sonic game yeah the um, first three i think are yes i think are widely beloved i don't yeah, know i'm I curious so. to play them eventually but yeah yeah um for a more like modern experience if you want something on the in-between um i would recommend the sonic adventure games instead of this one um just I because think i so think too. they might be a bit less janky uh mm -hmm. also get, and you got more story to grasp on too that too um and then for like the modern sonic experience you're gonna want to go for like sonic generations or probably sonic frontiers yeah yeah i, think I also some heard people, colors was good Probably yeah, I've, I've heard out there. I've heard Colors was good. I think Colors might be a little bit more um, divisive than Sonic Generations, though. I think so, too. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's some good ones. And I say good in quotation marks. I'm not going to 
I, I am afraid of the Sonic fandom, but I am going to have to be honest that I do not think that almost any Sonic game is good. So I'm just throwing that out there. Got to be honest with the audience. <laughs> all right. Uh, I respect you. I just don't understand you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, let's, uh, we can get into the um, future of this game, I guess. Morgan, would you like to see a remake of Sonic Heroes? I don't know if I really care. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> I'd be I, curious. I, yeah. I think I think if anything, there's there's other Sonic games I would rather see a remake of. Yeah. Than this one. Specifically like adventure. the adventure games. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like this game needs a remake in the same way that like every Sonic game needs a remake. Um specifically it needs help. 3D ones. It needs help. <laughs> yeah. It needs some help. Yeah. Um this this game I feel like is in my opinion, deeply flawed <laughs> in a way that I think you might need to nuke the entire thing to make something that I would consider enjoyable. But it doesn't have to be about me. People like it. And that's great. It's just it's just not my favorite. What would I like to see next for the series? Uh, I would like to focus. I would like to see a Sonic franchise, a Sonic, a Team Sonic that is building games that expand their focus to include more of their like that their large cast of characters you know the protagonists and stuff like i want to spend more time i'm not saying we need like a marvel mcu sort of thing where we have like kind of like we had shadow where it's like a game focused on shadow mm -hmm. i don't think we need a game focused on individual people but i want more of the sonic adventures approach where we're dipping into the various characters because i feel like that's I feel like that's people's favorite aspect of Sonic, if I had to guess, is sort of like spending more time with the cast at large rather than just Sonic. So, yeah. Also, give the team more than $20 in a weekend to put a game together. Jesus. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> Morgan, what do you think? So, I think I'm sort of in like a similar, a similar, a Same similar, more. yeah. That's an acorn right there. <laughs> I think I'm in a similar vein as you where um, I don't think it would be, it might be controversial, but as, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think it would be a terrible idea to sort of um, trash or deconstruct the staples of current Sonic gameplay and rebuild it from the ground up. Yeah. So like I'm talking about mock-ups and intense playtesting to figure out how to balance the speed with the combat and the puzzles and the exploration or like whatever you want going on. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned this before where Frontiers, I'm bringing it up because it's the most recent Sonic game. It, it's basically just slapping typical Sonic platforming setups all over an empty world. Um, and while the game isn't terrible and it's like a step in the right direction, it, it also, it just doesn't like feel substantial enough. <sighs> I don't know. It, it, it's hard because it's so complicated. I feel like Sonic is sort of like been built upon half-baked mechanics and ideas that just never found a good balance and never found I think a, that's a, a good way, way that of makes putting them it. fun. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of half-baked ideas. Right. And, and so like the foundation is like crappy. So when you try to build upon a crappy foundation, well, then you're going to have a harder and harder time. So I think you just need to clean it up help yeah help it um yeah. but i don't really have an answer for how you would 
what would fix it. I, I don't I, know. Yeah, if there I do is... think Sonic is like a challenge to develop for, like a really mm-hmm. fast. Uh, but I'm trying to think, Morgan, can you off the top of your head think of any game where like other than a racing game and maybe racing game is the answer where speed is like a fundamental mechanic like you are a fast moving character uh for me ghost runner comes to mind like you're wall running and you're like sliding around and stuff you don't have like a fast run speed but you do a lot of momentum based things right that's just one that comes to mind (sighs) yeah i don't i don't know i think I almost think you have to sort of, if if you want the speed, but if you also want the platforming and the combat, you sort of have to pull them apart and stop trying to mix them all into the same level. Like some levels, yes. it's like, this is the speed level. You just, you just go, just go. Mm-hmm. Or this is like a more slower, like exploration level or like. And maybe you don't play Sonic for something like that. Yeah. I think that's kind of like how I view how to approach that. But yeah. Or, or maybe you have, maybe it is all one level. And you have like the the speed sections where you can like go as fast as you possibly can, but then you stop into a platforming slash combat section where your top speed is like lowered, so you don't just fling yourself off platforms yes. all the time. I like, want to have more control. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, yeah. Like I feel like there's an issue where new players struggle to maintain control over yes. their character. So some way to some way to address that would be great. <laughs> It's like it's like trying to control it like a, a sentient jet engine. Yeah. <laughs> just have yeah. like a leash or something and you're just like dragged along by and like, I don't know where we're going. Yes, he um, has like two speeds. Like for some reason he can move very slowly or like a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's strange. Yeah. Um so. and then my second note was I feel like the initial plot and themes of Sonic revolved around like preservation of wildlife right. and like the natural landscape and ecosystem and like a very like, yeah, pro like natural conservation and like the green, greenness. I don't know. Um, and I wouldn't be mad if we dialed back the scope a little bit and went back to that because it's so wholesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway. I do like that. Uh, right. So I think that concludes, I mean, everything we have to say about Sonic. I think that we need a uh, a more accurate, like AI generated uh, little thing to kind of cap the show with. Okay. A little bookend yeah. of the situation. So uh, I had ChatGPT generate a more negative discussion of Sonic Heroes uh, for us to go through. <laughs> so uh, take it away, Morgan. Welcome back to the PS2 Power Hour. <laughs> totally the name of this show uh where we discuss all things i did not tell it to do that by the way okay <laughs> just decided we were the ps2 power hour okay today we're going to talk about a game that has a bit of a controversial reputation sonic heroes oh don't even get me started on that game i absolutely hate it really i didn't realize you felt so strongly about it oh yeah let me th- let me tell you. I-, I think this is one of the worst games on the PlayStation Two, and that's saying something. <laughs> what what is it specifically that you dislike so much about it? Well, for starters, the controls are just terrible. The game is supposed to be about speed and precision, but the controls are so clunky, clunky and unresponsive that it is impossible to enjoy. Yeah, I can see how that would be frustrating. And don't even get me started on the camera. I feel like they didn't even bother trying to make this game work properly. 
It is constantly getting stuck behind walls, spinning around in circles. It's I insane. remember I remember having some issues with the camera when I played too. And I think the level design, there's the and then there's the level design. So don't even get me started on the level design. So there's the level design. It's so bland. It's so uninspired. The game tries to do these big epic set pieces and they feel so empty and lifeless. It's too bad because Sonic has had some really great games on the PS2. What did they? I don't think. Anyway, Sonic, Sonic Adventure, Adventure 2 is 2, not on the PS2. <laughs> for example. But don't you know it was a classic on the PS2? Let me just confirm that. Sonic. Okay. <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2 is not on the PS2 wow. as far as I could tell. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. Take that, Ch- chat GB2. All right. Um, exactly. Back to the chat. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing that infuriates me most about Sonic Heroes. It's like they took everything good about Sonic and they just threw it out the window. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame, but hey, at least we can commiserate together on this podcast because that's a word I would say. Yes, absolutely. If there's one thing that brings gamers together, it's a shared hatred for Sonic Heroes. Ha ha ha. <laughs> so true. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today's episode. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the PS2 Power Hour. All right. All right, back to the real talk. Okay, <laughs> that that I, concludes our talk of Sonic. I like how like it wrote your dialogue to be so scathing, and mine was like, "I'm sorry to hear that." <laughs> You're just interested. Hmm, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't. I only prompted it to be more negative. Okay. <laughs> so that's what it did. I love the false information. That's my favorite part. Yes. Anyway, I also love my inability to read. If you noticed that <laughs> you, you were you were improvising. I was like not I wasn't trying to improvise. I was trying to read it word for word. And I just oh. like read things correctly, incorrectly. I don't okay. know. Okay. Um, but anyway, so next game, I'm going to play a good game this time. Yes. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yes. My favorite, like my favorite franchise. Oh, don't spoil it, Morgan. Well, I'm not. <laughs> But I, <laughs> my unknown, fr- I have you will never know how I feel about this uh, franchise until we get to this episode. Okay. So, complete Ratchet and Clank. It's going to be a grand old time. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please support the podcast by leaving a review or rating. Uh, subscribe or follow to stay up to date with what we're playing. Share the show with a friend who loves this generation of video games. Uh, do send us messages at analog shtick mail at gmail.com if you want to complain to us please be gentle (laughs) we will you know if anyone writes in uh we'll you know start compiling that for an eventual 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 wait is that a word eventual yeah oh dang it okay eventual uh it doesn't feel like a word anyway eventual will eventually we will do a listener <laughs> mail episode. Um, but yeah, until then, uh, goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, hit my arm on my desk. <laughs> <laughs>